and being able to, people being able to create songs, you know, because of God's goodness and to sing those songs back to him because of his goodness and what it does to our hearts. Just an amazing gift, I think. So appreciate the worship team as they lead us and as we get to hear their voices and sing with them. Let's pray before we look into God's word for a brief time this morning. Father, we just thank you for the gift of music and those who have the gift of singing. And Lord, we thank you for how it involves us in the worship, in your in the worship of you, and how it is just another way that we can worship you and express our feelings and express our love for you. And now, Lord, we pray as we look into your word that you would just continue to help us to know you better, to love you more, to love each other, and to be here for those who need to know the truth. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, uh, Christmas is such a special time of year. And even though it is clearly and inarguably the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, you know, almost nobody would ever uh, say it isn't, the celebration extends way beyond just the church and just way beyond Christians, doesn't it? I mean, if you think about it, in our society especially, there's this general excitement in the air around Christmas time. There's Christmas music everywhere. People seem to be even friendlier and, and uh, nicer during Christmas time. There seems to be just this atmosphere of friendliness. Families travel long distances to be with one another during this time. We even give gifts to one another during this time. Workplaces hold office parties. People get extra days off from school and work during the Christmas season. Many people receive Christmas bonuses. You have Christmas traditions that you look forward to. You know, you have certain Christian movies that you want to watch and you maybe watch them year after year. There's Christmas parades. There's special sporting events that come around at the Christmas time. And all, even to the point that some people will even attend a church service who never go to church any other time of the year, except maybe Easter, on Christmas Day, or maybe even Christmas Eve. And then, to top it all off, there's always lots and lots and lots of food, right? In our, in our society. And I just, I don't mean this to depress anybody, I just heard an interesting statistic on holiday weight gain. <clears throat> and there's good news and bad news. The good news is that the average weight gain during Christmas or holidays is less than two pounds. Isn't that nice? The bad news is that most people never lose those two pounds <laughs> and they just keep adding them year after year. But you know, many outside the church, even though they are 
happy to celebrate the Christmas holidays, and they truly enjoy the festivities of Christmas. And so what's so much a part of the Christmas season, they really get involved. We know that many of them are missing the most important aspect of what the birth of Jesus Christ is really all about. And they know that it's about the birth of Jesus Christ, but they don't understand the depth of the meaning of the birth of Jesus Christ. And then since it's become such a widespread festive occasion that goes well beyond the church, there's this danger then of us Christians getting pulled into that same surface mindset that unbelievers have when they celebrate Christmas. We can get kind of carried in to their celebration. And then we could end up, end up missing the most important aspect of what the birth of Jesus Christ is all about. And maybe, you know, we've heard it and known it, but maybe we don't really even focus on it during Christmas time. You know, maybe perhaps people have asked you, well, why is Christmas so special? And maybe you've been tempted to say, well, it's Jesus' birthday. Now, you know, we've been singing a theme song, which we're going to sing after I finish talking. It's called The Glorious Impossible. And it talks about the plan of God as he sends his son. And the song points to a number of aspects concerning the circumstances surrounding the birth, the life, and the mission of Jesus Christ that were really humanly impossible. But God brought them all together to bring out the perfect result. Humanly impossible and glorious and or totally unfitting for the eternal Son of God. No one in the world would have predicted the way that God planned to send his Savior into the world and what the Savior was going to have to experience and how God would carry out that plan to save us from our sins. No one understood at all, even those who saw the, the, um, the prophecies in the Old Testament, they had no idea exactly what was going to happen to bring us salvation from sin, God's gift to us in Jesus Christ, and what that would entail, and what he would have to go through, and what he would have to experience from his own creation. Because there's so much more involved than just Jesus' birthday, isn't it? And this psalm speaks of the eternal Son of God being born in a crowded stall where animals were kept, even though he was the mirror of the Father's glory. He was the image of the glorious heavenly Father, but born in a stable and laid in a manger because there's no place for him in a human shelter. And it talks about Jesus being mercy's incarnation or God's mercy come to us in the flesh. Who was born to a woman who had never been intimate with a man. Impossible, right? Gloriously impossible. And it says how in Christ... Love has come to walk on water and to turn the water into wine, to heal the lepers, to bless the children, 
to express love, both human and divine. And it says that through the wisdom of the Father, he chose to speak to us through his Son. You know, the book of Hebrews says God spoke in many ways and many times through the prophets and through different means. But in these days, he spoke to us through his very own Son, God in the flesh. And it says through him, he offers us forgiveness for all who choose to come to him. So we know it's much more than a birthday celebration, don't we? And then the song goes on to say, He was bruised for our transgressions, that God struck him in order to pay the price for our sins. And it says, He bears our eternal scars. And you think of Thomas, and we kind of mentioned this, I think, last week, when Thomas wasn't there when Jesus appeared to them in that upper room the first time. And so he said he wouldn't believe it. When they told him, we saw the risen Lord, and he said, I won't believe it until I see the scars and I put my hand in his side where he was wounded. And then Jesus shows up the very next week and he calls Thomas to him. He says, put your finger here, Thomas. And then put your hand in my side. Stop doubting and believe. And so we see that Jesus, with his glorified body, speaking to Thomas, proving himself to be alive, he bore eternal scars. But the song says he, bore, he bears our eternal scars. So those are our, that's our punishment on his body, right? And he had it in his glorified body. And he was raised for our salvation, and his righteousness becomes ours. The Bible says God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. <clears throat> so Jesus, who was totally righteous, holy, perfect, loving, he was condemned and killed for us who had no righteousness. And so he traded places with us so that we could live with God forever. The glorious impossible. So even though we welcome others to celebrate with us the Christmas season, and we're happy that it extends beyond the church, we also have to realize <clears throat> And we're happy that they know that it's God sending his son to the earth. But we must always keep reminding ourselves that it's so much more than singing happy birthday to Jesus. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that, with your children. But it goes much deeper, doesn't it, than the birthday song. <clears throat> and it's so much more than celebrating the birth of a good man who knew how to love and accept people. People will take Jesus and they'll kind of take him down to what they think is good or what fits them instead of letting Jesus be who he is. And the reason I say that is because the world wants to take the glorious impossible, <clears throat> this glorious impossible moment, and turn it into just a birthday celebration of a good man who accepted people. 
And after we finish blowing out the candles and cutting the cake, we just go right back to our regular activities. And I'm speaking of our society. <clears throat> and I'm speaking of us as a church not being caught up in the societal flow of emptying the true meaning out of the holiday. So <clears throat> I would like to end this Christmas message here with the reading of several short scriptures that highlight the true meaning and value of Christ being born into the human race as a part of God's perfect plan to rescue humanity from our sins. And see if these verses will add meaning to your Christmas season and celebration. 2 Corinthians 9.15 Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. It's beyond description. I mean, there's so much we could say about it, but we would never, you know, say everything there is about it. Romans 3.25 God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. You know, that's the taking care of our sins, to atone for our sins. Through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. So Christ did all the work, and for us, it's an act of faith. How, well, how could it get any better than that? And it's the only way we could have, you know, could have been right with God was through faith because we couldn't do it ourselves. But Christ did it for us. Galatians 1. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present e this present evil age according to the will of God, our God and Father. So it was God's will for Jesus to give himself over for our sins and have to watch his son be tortured and killed so that evil people could be saved. Sinful people could be saved. It's amazing. So it's, it's much deeper than a, a birthday song, isn't it? And then Titus 2, 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify him for himself, a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. So, God gave us Jesus Christ. He sent him down to take care of our sins. He died on the cross. He paid the price. But even then, and it, it, you know, we can't even search the depths of what that means hardly, but even then it goes on because he's coming back. As he died and as he rose again, he's coming back in power and glory because he took care of sin. Now he's going to reclaim the earth as his own and reward all those who came to faith in him. And so that's the work of God in Christ.
Way beyond the birthday celebration, isn't it? So while we are happy that Christmas spirit reaches beyond the walls of the church, we can also remember how it was the glorious impossible that God planned in order to rescue us from our sins so that we could live our lives as his special people and show the world what the love of God truly is and does. We are his ambassadors and we take that grace and we take that gift that has been given to us and we take Christ in our hearts and the Holy Spirit within us and we share that with the world and they see a major difference between us and others who don't know Christ and then we bring people along and we wait for that coming kingdom when Christ will come back and he will destroy all evil and for eternity we will live with him on the new earth under the new heavens and Christ will be king and no one will ever speak against him or do anything and we'll just live with one another in the love of God. It's all coming. It's all because of Christ. It's all because of God's love, sacrificing his own son. And <clears throat> that is the glorious impossible. Let's pray.